Bush and Richie here with uh, your podcast of the Home Time Show. Um, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, another company that I think is doing well uh, with the current change in circumstances that we're all in right now. Mm-hmm. People that make permanent marker pens. How do you mean? Uh, because uh, we're all having to... I'm, I'm looking at my coffee cup here in the studio. We're having to mark our coffee cups because we're having to be that bit more hygienic. Right. So if you're sort of like, you know, a, a company that makes permanent... <laughs> you're not convinced, I'm are not you? I'm not convinced. <laughs> I, I see where you're going there. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there has... If there's been a boom in the permanent uh, marker pen market, <laughs> then I'm more than willing to go on record and completely eat my hat on this show. But I don't know if there's been a spike. I am going to come in tomorrow with a copy of the Financial Times, and we will go through it with a fine-tooth comb. Trust we'll, me. We'll settle this once and for all. Here's the show. Absolute Radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is, the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Hey, how's it going? Uh, we're talking about this big announcement from NASA yesterday. Uh, anyone else, though, when they heard there was going to be an announcement from NASA, was like, here we go again. I'm <laughs> sick of space announcements. They're always <laughs> pants. And it's like, they talk about life. There's life. And it's just bacteria that died 2,000 years ago. Genuinely, I feel like through science fiction movies and novels, your Isaac Asimovs or whatever, we've been sold a dud. Yeah. There's no Martians. There's no, you know, UFOs. It's just dead bacteria from ages ago. I've always had this thing with NASA that I feel like they have to keep on putting announcements out to keep us interested in yeah. it. So that their ratings will keep up to watch a space launch, otherwise they won't be able to afford to go up in space again. Maybe they're making it up. <laughs> because, they, you know, obviously they're going to need the funding, don't they? Yeah. So let's, let's, can't, can't we come up with something? Let's pretend there's... So there's water like, there. Yeah, there's, but, you know, but it's not. This is the thing. But anyway, the, the big announcement is that there is water on the moon, uh, which is which is interesting, which is which is pretty good, I suppose. Uh, this is their actual line on it. NASA say the amount of water is roughly the equivalent to a 12-ounce bottle of water in a cubic metre of lunar soil. So they can't even have a puddle. Do you know what I mean? They can't even get a puddle's worth. It still has to be kind of watered down over a big chunk of soil. So it's all right. It has got my mind racing a little bit. Uh, the first thing in my mind that popped up was... What are you going to use the moon water for? Let's have it. First hour of the show, what one thing are you going to use moon water for if you can get your hands on some? Any, anything goes. Uh, repurpose it as an anti-ageing product. Uh, w- and watch it fly off the shelves and we make money. Why is that just putting moon water on the bags of your eyes? and uh, in the, It's a miracle in the morning. You've you know seen I mean? the Martians? They've got great skin. They do. They have a mate. They're genuine. <laughs> They've got no stresses in the future, that kind of thing. Uh, Colin says he's going to set up a bath in the front garden of his house like the fall guy. Brilliant. Amazing idea. Hats off to Lucy. This is a great suggestion. Who says, got to be a cup of tea, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Then you could go full dad joke and say, this tea is out of this world. (laughs) Lucy, that's amazing. I'm clocking that. I'm going to use that this weekend. (laughs) Uh, Stephen says, sea monkeys, sea monkeys, sea monkeys. Do you remember sea monkeys? Oh, yes. What a universal disappointment sea monkeys were. (laughs) You bought them off the catalogue. They had these little creatures that were like supposed to be having little houses, bungalows and cars and going to work and stuff. And they're just plankton that (laughs) die at the bottom of a, a, a green sticky pot. Uh, I wouldn't waste it on that. Craig says, cleaning the sh- my chamois after washing the car. Uh, do you know what? That's a, that's a great idea. Yeah, the, the moonwater's going to clear that off. Isn't Nothing it? else does. I, I, I thought we'd better read that because he's gone the extra mile by actually being able to spell chamois. I've got no idea how you spell chamois leather. Chamois, as in chamois. Yeah, that's it. I didn't know yeah, that's how it's spelled. Well done, this is a learning process. Chris, obviously an EastEnders fan, says I'm going to bottle it up and get Alfie Moon to promote it as a health drink. Yes. Moon's Moon Water. Get our boss Paul to copy in Shane Ritchie. <laughs> he was chatting to him yesterday, <laughs> thinking that was you. <laughs> Two for one on that. Uh, Scott, the painter in the Isle of Wight, says I'd use the Moon Water to baptise atheists. Lovely angle on that. 
uh, Bernadette says, I'm going to use it to wash my hair to see if it helps with frizz. Imagine if it completely sorts out wow. frizz. We don't know yet. It would be great news, but not good news for the rest of the hair industry. Suddenly they wouldn't be able to do all their products. It's, just, it's completely solved. Imagine that. Gaz says, I'd avoid it, mate. The way this year's gone, I'm taking no risks. Fair play. Each to their own. <laughs> Uh, we've got Ben on the line. Ben, what would you use the moon water for? Yeah, well, um, I just thought mix it with moon cordial. <laughs> I don't want to be really stupid and ask. <laughs> I'm going to ask. Is moon cordial a thing? No. Nah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. What? Nah. Have, have you not got any in your shops? No, we haven't got uh, moon. Hold on He's a minute. He's having a Hold song. on a minute. Look, we're not, we're not apprentices on day one in your <laughs> workshop, sunshine. <laughs> Skyhooks are a long wait. Thanks very much. <laughs> Get him off. Ah. Uh. There's a few puns coming in. He says he's going to make a crater ale. Oh, dear, oh, dear. And then Nick Mason says, can we waterboard Blippi with it? Now, that is out of order. Leave Blippi alone. Obviously, he's got his issues, yes. but we're not wasting moon water on Blippi. No, and it would be a waste. It really would be. I'm not wasting it on him. He'd just laugh. He would. Uh, John says, make lager with it. I'm surprised that's taken uh, so long for that to come <laughs> in as a suggestion. Uh, Kev is hanging on. Uh, Kev, what are we doing with the, uh, with the moon water? Right, at only five foot six, I would take my moon water, drink it after putting a bet on for myself to win the Olympic high, high jump. <laughs> right. That, that reminds me of um, a, a, a contestant's answer in the, the old blind date. You know when they go, <laughs> what I would do is... <laughs> like it. Are you then hoping that moon water has anti-gravity properties? Of course, yeah. Well, let's hope so. We don't know, do we? We haven't got a clue. Stephen says he's going to use it to clean Sting's shoes. With all that walking around up there, they must be filthy. <laughs> Thanks for that, Stephen. Really appreciate it. There's been no shortage of great ideas. Kelly says, Moon water, I would make ice cubes and put them in a decent glass of whiskey, drink it under a full moon. A bit pretentious, but I think it's all good. I absolutely love that. That's amazing. What a great <laughs> idea. Uh, Simon in Barnsley, probably the most arty suggestion so far, says, I would use it to house some starfish. <laughs> I could then have my own little piece of universe in my living room. That, what's his name? Simon. We're going to call him Starfish Simon from now on. <laughs> He'll like that. He I'm will sure. love that. That's great. Uh, and Sean in Fairham says I would use the moon water to make gin and sell it at a premium. I think he's the one that's making the most money. That is the go- the go-to drink these days. Cut us in on that, mate. We're up for that idea. That's for sure. <laughs> moon water gin. Moon water gin. Uh, Ian's on the line there with a bit of science. Ian, tell us some science. Well, I just thought that. Um, the actual gravity on the moon is is only a sixth of the uh, the Earth's. So I thought, if you bottle it and then sell it, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, and then sell it as as an actual weight loss drink, because when you drink it, you'll you'll be drinking ten ounces less wow. than you know an actual twelve ounce bottle of water. So, okay, neither of us are, 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 are that blessed with intelligence, Bush and no. myself. That is absolutely, yeah, yeah top so end, that we is. we just want to re- repeat back at you what we've understood that you've said. So, because right. the gravity on the moon is a sixth yeah. of the Earth's, that means yeah. if we were drinking a 12-ounce bottle of moon water... It would only it, weigh two ounces. That's amazing. Wow. So we would feel but, refreshed, but, but, but not taking in all that stuff. Yes, but in the small print, you'd have to add that you'd have to drink it on the moon for that, for that to work. Look, 
when we go in front of uh, Deborah Meaden on Dragon's Den, we're not going to mention that bit straight up, OK? <laughs> so just keep that one quiet. Yeah, okay. Thank you for everyone that's got in touch. That does also mean, though, to be even-handed, thanking James in Hertfordshire, who's just got in touch and said, Buzz Aldrin urinated on the moon. Fact. No. Are you sure it's water, lads? He did not. Buzz did not do that on the moon. Well, I thought I'd have to check, because that's yeah. quite a thing to chuck out there. Imagine um, they're going all that way, that iconic moment, and then he's taking five minutes to go for a wee up the side of a, a I don't know, crater. Well, this is what it says. It says Aldrin re-entered Eagle first, but that's obviously the craft. Eagle Handle is noticing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ba- Aldrin re-entered Eagle first, but before ascending the ladder, he was the first human to urinate on the moon. So do you reckon he got caught short or just wanted to be go down in for me for that? That is unbelievable. It's a long journey. Oh. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Now, a warning, if you're eating right now, you may want to turn the radio down or turn off, but I don't think you do want to, really, because when in life you come across a hack, I think it is your duty to share it with everybody else. This is deeply concerning. Just how this is panning out is deeply concerning. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, so, uh, in this little white box here, I have my my AirPods. I love these. Okay, now AirPods. If someone doesn't know what they are, they're those. It's when you see people walking around with just what appears to be the actual headphone piece in their Correct. ears, but no wire. Correct. Yes. And well, they're expensive as well, aren't they? They are pricey. Uh, they attach to your phone, your device, or whatever. And uh, like, I can make phone calls with them. I can listen to podcasts, listen to music, listen to the radio, the the wonderful Absolute Radio free app that you can download. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. I'm doing all the time. Yeah. Uh, but recently, over the last week, one of the AirPods has been a much, much lower volume than the other. Okay. And I've I've, I've been stressing about it a bit because they cost a fair old whack. I was going to say, yeah, if you paid that amount of money, you want them both to be the same volume level. Yeah. They were given to me by my wife, so, like, there's also another part of it was kind of like, oh, I don't want to go to her and say they're broke. Yeah. Because she'd be like, oh, that's a shame, I got you those. And like, Gone and broken them already. <laughs> exactly, not that long. So today, I snapped, thought, right, I better go online and see what I can do with this. And I found a blog that was telling me how to fix it. I typed in, why is one AirPod lower than the other? Right. And the advice I was given is so grim, so grim. <laughs> that's why I had to give you a warning. So people have pushed their, their dinner and tea away at the minute just, just to hear this. Suck the AirPod. Oh my Suck God. the speaker, because um, if you're using a cotton bud, obviously your AirPod's going to have a bit of wax deposited on it. Waxiness in there, yeah. But that's only going to push it further in, isn't it? So it's said to put the oh. put your mouth around the AirPod and suck hard. That is so horrible. But here's the confession. I tried it, and it works! I don't, I'm happy for you, but what, what came out? You said it worked, like... I don't feel like any wax went in my mouth. But it, it's cleared it, though, so something's happened. It might just have shifted it around inside, my friend, <laughs> OK? But what it has done is it saved me hundreds of pounds of buying new ones. But, you know, you remember a game when you were a kid, there was, um, you, it was like a little plastic hairdresser, uh, someone getting their hair cut, and you put plastocene, yeah. and then the little yeah. tubes came through the yeah, top yeah, of his yeah, hair when you squeezed yeah. it. I'm imagining that kind of thing, but through the holes in your AirPods. Well, if it did, I didn't wax. feel it. Well, it's in there somewhere, isn't it? <laughs> so, but it's sorted it out. Like I said, I felt I had a duty to pass it on to you lot because, I mean, look, it's grim, but it works. I, I feel like what you've done today in, in the, the solitude of your own home is, is just almost changed our friendship. <laughs> it's a bit like, you know, in Friends where the, one of them has to wee on a jellyfish <laughs> yeah. thing. 
everything's different from that point. Maybe we don't mention it from this day onwards. Do you know what I mean? Well, we're getting you, like, you, you guys to get in touch if you also have some kind of hack that needs to be shared with others. It, it, it sounds grim, but it works. Uh, Paul's on the line. Paul, what was your grim bit of advice that works? Um, when my daughter was younger, um, my next-door neighbour also had a daughter who was around the same age. Uh, both our daughters had a cold, and it was like a, a, a block sinuses kind of cold. Yeah. Uh, he would put his mouth around her nose and suck out the phlegm and the blocked goo from her sinus. Wow. He told no. me to do it with my daughter, and I said... I love my daughter to pit, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Drawing a line. Do you know what they... You know, like, sometimes when people... Uh, have you ever done that thing where you've had to siphon petrol out of a fuel tank? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what they do, isn't it? This is it. You do, you do that first little sip, you get a tiny bit in the mouth, and then you get it going in a pot. I, I haven't been nicking people's petrol <laughs> on our street, but I, just, I have done it at one point in my life. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Maybe you. it's a similar kind of thing. <laughs> I, I was born <laughs> in exactly Elmsmere Port. Yeah, that was just absolutely grim, and I couldn't bring myself to do it. He said he, he can... Uh, people do it in other countries. He's do they? Seen it in, he, he saw someone do it or heard someone do it, but not do, for me. Do you know what? I, I, I get terrible sinus pain sometimes. You haven't got his number of you, that guy. <laughs> Actually, I have, and he'd kill me if, he, if I mentioned his neighbour. <laughs> uh, David says, white vinegar is good for drawing out splinters. Okay. It also works for a blocked nose. Oh. All you do is soak cotton wool with vinegar and plug your nostrils. Leave for five minutes and remove. You'll end up expelling something so large. Oh, I didn't see the end of the text. He was going so well. 8, 12, 15 for your comments. What have we done? Oh, dear. Sarah is is hanging on to talk to us. We, we should say at this stage, don't try this at home. Sarah, what's the advice? <laughs> yeah, so um, basically I'm a vet nurse mm. and um, I was on duty one night and had a phone call to say that the um, owners of a dog had got home from being out for dinner and um, their dog had ripped open a large sack of dog food and eaten pretty much all of it. Sounds like the kind of thing um, a dog would do. What are they yeah, like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as hilarious as it sounded, um, by the time he got down to us, he was actually in a really bad way. Um, and so we passed a, a stomach tube, but nothing was coming out. Um, and we weren't really sure that he would have survived an anaesthetic to open him up. So um, instead of that, we um, the vet started putting water down the tube um, and then um, passed the tube down to me. I was sitting on the floor um, underneath the table. Oh, and Sarah. I started <laughs> um, and I was uh, sucking all of the, right. um, the biscuits and water out and spitting it out into a bucket. <laughs> what, a, what a Friday night that must have been. That is unbelievable. And was he all right, yeah, the dog? That, that's how I roll on a Friday night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he's absolutely fine. He recovered fully and, um, yeah, he's been good. If wow. ever a story shows how much this country absolutely loves dogs... It is that. 100%. <laughs> well done, you're a hero. <laughs> That's the dedication. <laughs> Thank you for all of you who've actually got in touch uh, with uh, pieces of advice. Sounds grim, but it helps uh, and actually works. This is after I shared my little hack about uh, how to uh, how to fix the blocked AirPods uh, by, uh, by basically sucking hard on the speaker. It sounds grim, but it works. How are you doing if you just tuned in? It's absolutely <laughs> fine. I can vouch for him. It's absolutely fine. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, one was a bit quieter than the other. Weirdly enough, we've got Lee on the line who has the same kind of issue, yep. I think. Lee, what's going on with your AirPods? Um, yeah, well, I was, 
I've got the same problem with my AirPods. All oh, right, so you've got one uh, AirPod with a lower volume, like Richie had, than the other one. Well, do it. That's what you need to do. Yeah, the only problem is uh, they're second-hand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're not actually oh. my... Right. Okay. Um, Is there a friend you can trick and tell him it's magic or something like that? Or uh, <laughs> makes you feel better? I don't know. How would you get someone to do this? I would suggest the only thing I could say to you, having having done it with mine today and it did work, is I would say to you if they're secondhand, don't swallow and then mouthwash. <laughs> right, okay. What a fantastic uh, bit of advice work, yeah. to go into uh, Tuesday night with there, fella. I don't think I've got any mouthwash, but I could, I could maybe get some whiskey. Brilliant. There you go. <laughs> Living the dream up there in Scotland. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore. But we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute Radio. 100 topics uh, inside one tombola. There's 100 balls. Each ball is numbered. It's assigned to one of those 100 topics. I think you can now see how this works. We spin it. Pull a ball out on random. And then the final hour of the show is all about that ball, that topic. Uh, a lot of people ask, how does the clock change affect the tombola? Just have to grease it a bit more because it gets a bit colder, you see. The clock change affect the tombola? Yeah. I've literally know what you're talking about. You know, the, the, uh, the, the, the clocks change at the weekend because it's, yeah. it's, it gets colder, doesn't it? So we have to grease the tombola. How, how has the clock change got anything to do with the temperature? Because it gets colder, mate. Listen, you spent an hour telling us about you sucking your own earwax out of your earphones. Just, just get on with it. <laughs> what about that? Get on with it. <laughs> You're living on borrowed time here, sunshine. It's ball number 99. Bo- oh, we've never had that before. I don't think we've had the top of the shop. I think that's what it's called in, um, in bingo terms. <laughs> top of the shop. <laughs> if it is, that is a cracking nickname for it. Um, get in touch with us. Is 99 top of the shop. Uh, oldest tech that you still use. Wow, so if you've got a bit of old technology in the house or whatever, but this is the key thing, it needs to still be functioning and in use. We're not interested in summing this up in the loft. Yeah, don't get in touch if you run a museum, because, like, that's pointless. It's got to be oldest tech that you still use. Bobby actually says, gents, 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 get with, get with the programme. Top of the shop is ball 90, as there are only 90 balls in bingo. Oh. And then he adds a backhanded compliment, keep up the average work. <laughs> uh, anyway, ball 99, <laughs> the phone-in related to that is the oldest bit of tech that you own and still use. Uh, Tim says, my Sega Mega Drive has now been in constant use for circa 25 years. I have still never completed Sonic. Do you know what? Some of those old uh, uh, game consoles, Mm. like the Nintendo 64 and everything, they're so well made. I don't know whether the current crop of uh, consoles would be (laughs) still going that amount of time onwards, you know what I mean? Uh, we've got Colin on the line. Colin, uh, what is your old bit of tech that you still use? Yeah, I've got a dial telephone. Uh, one back from, what, about 70, 80, 80, 80, 80, 80. Uh, Wow. Are you on it now? No, I'm not, no. Okay, and by no. dial telephone, do you mean where you punch the buttons in to, to dial, or do you put your finger in and go around no, in a circle? put your finger in it and turn the dial. Wow, wow. that is amazing. Yeah, it's before, before punch buttons. I've not seen one of them since my nan's hallway. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, I've got it, and it, you know, my dad had it uh, converted to, so he could plug in, and when he died, he left it to me, and uh, I've kept it and plugged it in. So. If, it's an amazing thing that you've kept this kind of tradition going on. If I had one of them, I'd have to answer by the local area and then the last four digits. <laughs> Leon C454? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, gen- generally it doesn't ring very much because most people have got mobiles, so... 
Oh, so we, we'll, we'll give you. We'll let us know when you're back, and we'll give you a bell on the landline. Or just give you three rings to let us know you're all right. Yeah, okay. All right. Cheers, yeah. Colin. Penny says, I'm still using my digital alarm clock every day. It's nearly 40 years old and has never let me down yet. It's got a good point. I don't know about you, I, I don't like the alarm settings on most modern phones now. It's, it's too, too complicated, yeah. do you know what I mean? And they're a bit too keen, some of the noises. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it awful when somebody else's ringtone is your wake-up-in-the-morning alarm tone? Oh, yes. You feel like slapping their face <laughs> on the train. <laughs> Change that now. Uh, Scott says, I'm still listening to the show on an old mini stereo and it gets the signal about five seconds before our digital radio. There you go, Tranny Beats Digital Radio. Good on you. <laughs> uh, right, Tony, uh, what is the old tech that you're still using? We've got a Sony VCR that we've had for many, many years and for one reason only. Uh, every year at Christmas, we play the DVD of The Muppets Christmas Carol. Right. But there's one song missing that when they switch from the video to the DVD... There's a song missing that my daughter has loved since she was tiny. She's 23 now. So we watch it every year. And I have to stop the DVD, switch to the tape, play the song, switch back to the DVD. Oh. You, you, you must dread Christmas. Being down there on your hands and knees in your PJs, having to swap the tech over, swearing and cursing. <laughs> no, obviously I'm overwhelmed by the joy of Christmas spirit. That's what it is. It's, it's been such a tradition in the family. That so, what, so is that it. for real then? When they move from, from DVD to, to uh, from cassette to DVD, they they dropped a song off that off that movie. Indeed, yeah. There seemed to be something said it was lost on the cutting room, or there wasn't room. Like the director, after all these years, there's uh, an online movement to get the song reinstated because it's such a, such a lovely song. What is the song? What's the name of the song? It's called The Love Is Gone. Oh. Scrooge's girlfriend sings it to him and as she leaves him. Yeah. And everybody bursts into tears. But in the DVD, they just jump to them bursting into tears and people go, why? What? <laughs> 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 Director's <laughs> cut of Muppet's Christmas Carol. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> Daz, delivering food around Chester, says we have a Breville sandwich toaster that was bought in 1982 and still works perfectly. I've got one of them, and I love it. I would bet there is probably still melted cheese from 1982 on there as well. It's a nightmare to get off with a, with a knife if you don't clean it afterwards. That's the key. And then uh, we just want to uh, highlight again how, how much fun it was to talk to listener Tony earlier mm. on with his amazing story about the VCR version of uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol that he's got. Would you believe it? A text has just come in saying, thank you, previous call. It's bugged me so much about Muppets Christmas Carol that I regularly YouTube uh, the actual episode to prove to people I'm correct. Incidentally, the official reason for them cutting out the song was that the song was potentially too upsetting for young children. Oh. My words. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. So, uh, obviously, this is the end of the uh, show. Thanks yeah. for listening right the way to the end. Yeah. Uh, we just want to reiterate the challenge that was set at the beginning of the show. Uh, Richie thinks that there's been a huge boom, and I use that phrase boom in, in every sense of the word, in the permanent pen market because people have been drawing on coffee cups to say that it's theirs so they don't mix them up accidentally they don't during want to catch COVID. The COVID, you see, that's what yeah. it is. That's what it is. Um, look, uh, people normally would get in touch with us if they work in the uh, the permanent pen market, but yeah. they're all making like bandits and they're all off on holidays the, at the moment. This is so it. They they're, won't be they're, all, they're all in their uh, you know uh, amazing villas and stuff like that in Spain. But the, just just if you happen to have any intel on it, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. When did you last meet someone who worked for Sharpie? That's a really good point. There you go. They're all out of office. Okay, guys, you ready for this? 